0: Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Um, it's a quite an exciting weekend here in London, as it's the World Cup game where England are going to be playing Sweden. So I'm recording this on Saturday morning, and it's a few hours till kickoff. But I have to admit, my my heart is a bit is feeling it for all the brides and grooms who are getting married today, whose day might be a little bit spoiled by guests wanting. To watch the football. I went to a wedding a few years ago where I can't remember whether it was a World Cup game or if it was a Euro game and they streamed England losing on a massive screen in the marquee during the dinner and truthfully it did impact the atmosphere a little bit as people were a bit deflated after England got knocked out so hopefully that won't happen today. England will win, people will be full of joy, and they'll be even more joyous at your wedding. So I hope everybody has a good day for that. But this week uh, on the podcast, I am talking about photography. I've invited my friend Idil Sukan onto the podcast. Idil and I met about a year ago when I did her improv class at the Bill Murray in Angel. And she is, as well as being a very talented performer and a very talented improviser, uh, she's also an art director and photographer. Uh, She takes the most amazing shots um, of comedians. In fact, if you're up in Edinburgh this year, you will probably see many of her posters for other comedians that she has shot and been the art director for. Um, But I know that she has also photographed weddings, so I thought she'd be a great person to have on the podcast so that I could pick her brains about photographing weddings. So let's dive straight in, and I do hope you enjoy. Hi, Idil, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm great, Sarah. Good,
0: really well, thanks, really well. You look good. Oh, very kind of you to say. No, big deal. I'm delighted that you've come on to the podcast to have a chit chat, because I love your photos. What? That's so nice. I I love it when I see one of your posters, and like you've got such a specific style that I now think I can almost recognise them without knowing they're yours. Oh,
1: that's so exciting! The Spot the Idol campaign. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh,
0: So I thought it would be really interesting to have a chat with you about photography at weddings, because I sometimes feel that photographers can dominate a day
1: (laughs) at a wedding. Yeah, that's right. The wedding is about the photographer. That's the way it should be. Everybody, get out of the way! I'm here with my camera. Um, no, of course not. The wedding is about the couple. Um, but the really interesting thing about photography at a wedding is that the only way really to remember a wedding, because you get drunk, is through looking at photos of what happened. And everybody who couldn't make the wedding, the only way they can remember this love is through the photos. Yeah. So oddly, one of the most important things at a wedding that has to take place is the photography. And hardly anyone ever anticipates for this.
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting because I've been to quite a few weddings now where the couple will then shimmy off with the photographer to go and take pictures in a different location to where the wedding was.
1: Yeah, to take erotic photos.
0: (laughs) I wish they were erotic photos. Sometimes
1: they are. Sometimes they Sometimes they are.
0: Well, I've yeah. mi- I've missed those snapshots sadly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can do anything you want. As a photographer, <laughs> you know, depends. Depends what your vibe is. Depends what you need.
0: Well, I'm gonna have that as my vibe for my wedding yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Definitely. There's
1: this amazing thing. Oh yeah, I know. This is slightly off topic, but something has happened in the last few years where people have started to do. You know how people do engagement photography setups which is always so um, hammy and awkward. Like, hey, we're just walking down a pier. We (laughs) happen to have paid a photographer to follow us. Um, But now people are doing... I'm not kidding. You can look this up. Morning after photos. What? Yes. So they go and consummate the marriage and they bone. Um, And then the photographer is invited like at 6 a.m. the following morning to the hotel room when breakfast arrives i assume and then takes photos of the messed up bed and the steamy windows and the couple um clothed bed sheets.
0: that is the oddest thing i've ever proof. heard you need
1: proof i mean you know because they are unlikely consummate. to have done it prior to it yeah i yeah i mean how else are you gonna prove that you you're legally married yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's all about the pictures. Well, I don't I mean think, it's disgusting. I don't think yeah, I'm yeah,
0: keen on that. Uh, engagement photographs, I think, are a very odd fad because the only people who are really bothered about the engagement are the couple themselves, like to guests and to other people. It's like, oh, great, we're going to receive a save the date soon. I don't think they're actually that fussed about seeing a picture of you being more in love. They're already aware of it because you're getting married. I don't
1: know. The thing is that I. I mean, it's very difficult to assess this. It's, it's very difficult for me to say, "Oh, this is this is hammy and this is disgusting and this is outrageous and this is far too erotic." I mean, when can anything be far too erotic? If anything, things aren't erotic enough. I find day to day. But I've never, I've never loved anyone or even fancied anyone enough that I I was desperate to parade my love in the form of expensive. Nicely filtered pictures on social media, and so I I don't know what it's like. I don't know. I can't I can't assess that. I can't judge that. If that's the if that is the avenue that your love takes, then so be it. I guess. Surely, you know. Other 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 forms of love um, go down avenues of like hampers of jam, um, <laughs> and or like just a lot of boning. You know. And I, I assume mine will be somewhere between those two, um, but other peoples can be, you know, other peoples can be beautiful pictures, beautiful Pinterest pictures.
0: Yeah, people are quite braggy now, aren't they?
1: It's quite a, a, oh, well, a, theme. That's a whole conversation. Yeah, I mean everyone. That's the only way you can get anywhere in this life is by, you know, getting some brag points. On I do
0: poverty. remember a friend whose wedding I was not invited what to. What outrage! I, I was pretty cross not about it. Not a friend. Not a friend anymore. <laughs> and they put lots of photographs of their engagement, of their wedding, but oddly enough, they didn't put any
1: pictures of their divorce up. Not a single one. Well, they just didn't have the right photographer.
0: Maybe that's it. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're expensive divorce photographers.
0: (laughs) But I just felt it was, they'd gone a little bit too much in. You know, they'd really shared a lot of their life and then then didn't want to share
1: anything. Do you think there's a correlation there between how much you show off that you love someone and how likely it is that it's all going to end in flames?
0: I think not necessarily that, but I do think if you're going to be open and honest about your life, it can't just be about the good stuff. I think. (laughs) It's a bit mean, isn't it? But I just... I find it a little OTT when people are like... Look at my great night out. Look at how much I'm in love. Look at how lovely how, my dinner is. How,
1: Sarah, how will people know? But we know don't how, need to know. How, yeah, but how they, but why not, I, if, I'm, if I'm doing, <laughs> finally I'm doing well. <laughs> finally I'm happy, like surely I don't want everyone to know. But you can it's just so know in inside. You can just know inside. No, I need everybody else to know. It's not enough that I am victorious, Is that everybody else must fail. Like, uh, according to what is that? <laughs> the Art of War? That's, that's what you should. <laughs> is it from The Art of War? Anyway, that's the philosophy that you have to have for weddings. <laughs> it's not just that you have a great wedding. So everybody must see uh, that you have a better wedding than them.
0: I can see why people spend a lot of money on a photographer because they really do capture the essence of the day, which is really important. Do they?
1: I mean, that's I an think, assumption.
0: Well, I think if you have a photographer who isn't obsessed with stage shots and more takes... I don't want to say action shots because that isn't the phrase I mean. <laughs> yeah, like huge explosions. <laughs> yeah. But more kind of ambient shots throughout the day. Yeah. I think that is nicer.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, again, that's, that's just taste, I suppose. I don't know. I think... A wedding photographer's job is not necessarily to record things as as they happen, because things a wedding. If you have been to a wedding, which I'm sure a lot of you have, um, can be really very boring. Like, it's incredibly dull. There's a lot of sitting around and waiting for things to happen. And then one wedding I went to, we went to literally four different locations. In the four? Wedding. Four. There were four different locations. And there was no transport booked or arranged for any of the but guests. But then how
0: did you get between the I places? I know. And
1: like, everybody was in heels um, and uh, very uncomfortable trousers. And it was terrible. It was a complete n- nightmare. Um, and so if you were to photograph that for real then you would see a lot of people with their heads in their hands uh, and then like literally rubbing their corns on their foot <laughs> and you know like throwing you know throwing their arms up to the heavens like in fury. So you don't as a photographer your editorial your job is to editorialize and preempt what... The couple are going to want to see what the couple think other people see when they are bathed in their love. I mean, that's it's a real it's a it's it's such a interesting kind of job where you're kind of guessing how you think the couple see themselves or want to be remembered. Or, you know, I'm I mean, this is all sounding really cynical, but and it's not usually sometimes it sometimes a wedding is really delightful and sweet and small and and perfectly formed um and and then the job of a photographer is to burrow into that and like find what makes it so perfect and lovely and cute and adorable and then to zone in on that i i think sometimes the idea that you just document action or just you know let's just do naturalistic portraits is what everybody says you don't want that you don't want naturalistic portraits you want um you want an investigative reporter basically who's like getting down to business um and who's trying to find the crux of it and to then interpret that visually then to interpret that visually you know because it because it, otherwise it's just a lot of sitting around it's just, it will make a terrible photograph.
0: What I did at the wedding that I was surprised made the other week was we wrote down a list of all the photographs that they actually wanted from the day. Because I think a lot of couples turn up to their wedding without any thought of what they actually wanted it at the end.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the job... Well, it's really tough. Sometimes, I mean, the job of a photographer is to, is to like tackle like rugby tackle tackle the couple beforehand and be like and shake out that information like who are the people that are close to death that we absolutely have to photograph um you know very great uncles or great aunts um great grandmothers um uh who who are the groups of people that you would love to see together who you know just like Get that list, like just juice out that list from the couple. Um and then juice out locations, times, a schedule, um a little private area. You know, I've gone and um reconnaissance the the venues beforehand when I could I'll bring assistance uh, um you know it's it's kind of a campaign. It's like a huge pro like the photographer it's like It's like going on a gold Duke of Edinburgh award. (laughs) It's such a massive undertaking to take, you know, to photograph a wedding. It's the, when you photograph a, you know, a comedian, if it goes wrong, which it doesn't, but if it were, then potentially you could then photograph them the next day. they will still be a comedian tomorrow. Um, But with a wedding... You are only a bride for one day, yeah. <laughs> just once. Because, there, has, there have been lots of stories I've read, you know, online where they, I think, someone, some photographer, um, had their camera stolen or something with all the memory cards in them, and they <laughs> they reposed all the photo. Fo- they all, you know, got dressed up and they reposed the photographs on a different day. But that's such an exception, you know. You can't, you can't possibly. You know, you can't possibly do
0: that. You do sometimes see couples um, wandering around London in a wedding dress that's clearly not their wedding dress, having. What? First, have you not seen this?
1: What do you mean, clearly not?
0: Because there, it's the isn't? same wedding dress every time. So, so company, they're like
1: cosplaying. They're a tourists.
0: Board. Yes. So it's tourists who've. They're obviously a married couple. Well, I'm assuming they're a married couple because it's. They look as though they're in love. And then you see them go around the city, so they'll be have the photograph taken in front of um, the Houses of the Parliament. Then you'll see them at St Paul's. Then you'll see them in Parliament Square. You'll see
1: them all around. Oh, so they're getting, like, tourist wedding photos taken?
0: Well, yeah. It's really weird. Them on a red bus. And it's the same... Com- like, I weird. I've seen them so many times, and I now recognise, like, the photographer and the person who drags the big suitcase So around. it's,
1: like, the wedding experience
0: yeah but in yeah. london so i'm assuming it may be people have come to london on their
1: honeymoon do they also do like divorce photos in front I'd love of it. <laughs> yeah. just like screaming standing
0: like. in front of the high court looking cross? yeah
1: that's nice yeah i mean how wonderful what a beautiful memento to have <laughs> i hope i bears- can get that on a key ring
0: but it bears no relation to what you actually experience. this is what i find strange when couples go off and have photographs in front of like a nice castle that's near the place where they got married. You didn't get married
1: at the castle. You got married in the registry office. Oh, and then you had your reception I would at the village hall. I would to you that like, if the castle represents the fortitude of their love <laughs> uh, and the might of their devotion, then why not? i suppose i think the thing that, but then you've left the guests on their own i think they screw the guests go (laughs) get an erotic photo of you by a castle
0: but why have you invited all those people for the gifts for the gifts why else (laughs) but some people now put it's your presence not your presence Uh, i am not interested
1: in that no i have no like i'm gonna get all my um, expensive kitchenware. I'm going to be beeping the La Cruso out of Lewis. Oh my I know. Oh, yes, when like else are you, you going to get a such full nice set? Colors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about the... La. Like, it's the only reason I want to get married. <laughs> It'd be really into La Cruso, but like, it's such gorgeous. So. So, heavy, so, so heavy, it really hurts your wrist like, when you're like heavy. making That's a fryer. Why I have weddings. It's a, a whole scam by La uh, yeah. In the same way that engagement rings are um, a scam by Tiffany's yeah, originally. Definitely. Entire wedding lists are just a La Cruso mob.
0: I do remember when wedding lists first came out, and I would have probably only been, like, about ten or something, and I remember my mum being invited to a wedding, and the, a wedding list was included, and she was just like, how gauche. Like, who on earth would ask for a present? And now, if you don't get a wedding list, then you're like, oh, how inconvenient, I'm going to have to use my own thoughts. Oh, I
1: have no interest in using my own thoughts. No, yeah. tell me what
0: you want. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I do like going through people's wedding lists and seeing how greedy they are. And being like, oh. Yeah, know.
1: knowing full well. High-deaf movie... TV. Hmm,
0: interesting. Oh. <laughs> what? Is that true? People put insane stuff on wedding lists. <laughs> so they'll That's put a like. Huge things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It'd be like £3,000. And you're like, who's going to do that? They'll put like top-of-the-range vacuum cleaners on. You're like, just buy a Henry the Hoover, get over yourselves. Uh,
1: so I quite I like don't know. doing that. Why not? You know, what else? I don't know. I. I. Th- there are people who now just put lists like wish lists on Amazon um, for themselves, just on the off yeah. chance that someone would just buy them something they like, not because they have a wedding. I thought that was like a sugar daddy thing. Oh, Can normal what? people do that as well? <laughs> oh no, I have been misinformed.
0: <laughs> I thought that was like oh. If you like, had your own YouTube channel, kind of. So thing. is that the
1: alternative for people who, for bachelorettes like us, who don't get married, are only. Discover a cam girl. A cam girl. <laughs> a cam girl with an Amazon wish list. Or just earn enough money that we can buy our own Le Crusoe set. I, that is, I did not consider that as an option. <laughs> That's my aim. Yeah. Gosh.
0: No. <laughs> or, or just yeah. go be really lucky and go to a car boot sale one day, and someone's selling their entire Le Crusoe set. Basically, and don't this whole its podcast value. is like drilling down.
1: It's like, how can we get a set It sets? is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. I do have this chat with quite a few friends about, like, what colour LaCrusso they want to have.
1: Turquoise. is the yours? New stuff, oh, yeah. okay. There's some new, wonderful turquoise stuff I'm quite though. happy
0: to have multi Like, I'm not mm-hmm. fussed about staying within the same colour palette. hmm I'm quite content to, like... Mix and match it up. Is
1: this sort of the opening paragraph of your email to all your guests <laughs> at your wedding? Do I listen? You know, mix it up. I don't care what colour. I'm easy. I'm not easy. You must get me presents. Well, I'm
0: not easy on anything else in my life, but my La Crusoe colour palette. Mm, I'm quite relaxed got, about it. Yeah, it's
1: good to have flexibility somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've allowed it. So when people yeah. say, "Oh, you don't ever compromise," yes, I Actually,
1: do. <laughs> I compromise very well yeah. on the colour <laughs> of La Crusoe, Crusoe. Um, yeah good good for you good for you I think it's important
0: yeah so you've obviously photographed a few weddings in your time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like how's that experience as a photographer in terms of like being at somebody's day that you're just kind of snapping rather than actually being an active guest
1: um you have to completely detach yourself um it's it's a really harrowing <laughs> no I love everyone who I photographed oh my god if you're listening I love you all so dearly um I it but it is <laughs> it's a very harrowing experience because you have to there is such a pain it, oh my god what am I saying it's so painful I I'm too I mean you don't photograph weddings now
0: so it obviously isn't
1: I yeah I have it. well I I will every so often yeah um, if someone like I, I will do it every so often for friends and i i did do a wedding recently for my sister's friend um and uh there is a kind of y- y- i'm very emotionally as people <laughs> may know who know my photographs I'm very um emotionally involved in all my photos um and it's you want to take very emotional photos because something you know when you're taking photos of comedians you're taking photos of actors you are in essence creating a a performative emotion there you might be in a studio you might um but you're you're affecting it and you're it is artificial to an extent um but here is a wedding. Here is a real thing where people feel real emotions. What's that like? I can't remember. And so you're struck by that. Um, uh, that, that people are really crying in front of you. People are really moved in front of you. And that's um, that's such a alien... <laughs> it's so alien to me. Because I've never felt this. I've never felt anywhere close that I would... Um, share my life with anyone that I would like stand in front of my friends and family and de- declare that I will love this person. What I mean? What does he love even me? I literally have no inroad to it at all. But do but you not are, feel
0: those emotions when you see your friends get married?
1: I will. I I'm happy for their happiness. Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. But does that not bring all that emotion? Because. When I'm at a wedding but and you I have get to tearful, this is what I'm talking
1: about. I have to detach myself from that. Uh,
0: no, but when you are there as a guest, I just want to check that you do I'm feel very this-
1: rarely there as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's because people want me to photograph. Oh my god, I photographed one of my best friends and I burst into tears. I don't know if he knows. I don't think I told him. Maybe I did tell him in the end, but I literally at one point like lost it. And not like oh, some attractive tears that you dab away with a handkerchief. Like I, um, I like completely barreled out, um, and I, part of that was a this this like you know tug of war between being monumentally happy for my two friends who are getting married, who are both phenomenal people, and also this this alienation and detachment, which is so. Uh, desolating because you're so you're so um, you don't feel like you're part of it when you're a photographer because you forcibly have to detach yourself from it and that gulf that's then created between the emotions that you're seeing through your viewfinder on your camera um, and the sort of hollowness (laughs) inside (laughs) sort of the forced hollowness that you've tried to make for yourself to detach yourself from it is, is too great, it's too uh, wrought uh, with emotion. Uh, so I... I <laughs> just lost it. Um, but I think you have to detach yourself from it because otherwise you're too involved. You have to have that kind of view of it that you're almost... So to, to find what's special about it because if you're just swept up in the emotion of it, then everything is incredible. You can't see... You know, you can't see the love for the trees, as it were, and... So by detaching from it, you're able to like find what's kind of magical about it. You you find compositionally something that represents how beautiful these moments are. Um, and so you've got to have your, you know, you you have to be completely p- present um, and completely detached from it. I think. I there are wedding photographers that. I think say opposite things. They say no, be swept up, but that doesn't. I don't know. That's never worked for me.
0: I guess the couple also have got to make that decision when they're picking their wedding photographer. Like you know, look at the types of photographs they've taken for other people's weddings.
1: Yeah, And all absolutely. that kind of thing. I mean, why anyone would pick me is beyond. Like all my <laughs> all my photos, if you know them, are like these excessively dramatic desolate sculptural portraits of people looking into the distance and confronting their own mortality (laughs) so like just what people want yeah ideal (laughs)
0: um yeah caging for the masses gazing into each
1: other's eyes and saying it till death do us part so it gains a new meaning when uh, the photograph is just two isolated faces across a sea of black um (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it's up to you what you want. (laughs) If you want this, then I'm your girl. But, um, no, I think people have booked me because my portraits are emotional. Like, they are very real and they are, they're emotive and emotional and they, yeah, there's, they're quite vibrant and, um, I think they capture that yeah that connection that everybody is having with each other on that day um in a kind of in a well i hope a really beautiful way um uh, rather than picture perfect pinteresty photos which other people may want well i think know. also
0: a lot of wedding pictures truthfully are just a bit awkward because you know you have these obsessive pictures all right we've got to have mum and dad obviously that makes sense Right, we've got to have brothers and sisters again. I can cancel kind of that It's a brief. And then, but yeah, before you know, cousins are suddenly added in, you think you don't know these people. <laughs> I just. Oh, it was a wedding
1: the wedding's like that, isn't it? You you just start listing, you know, how can you invite one cousin and not the other cousin? Then yeah, I don't know why people get
0: their and knickknacks the and a twist about that, to be honest. Because I firmly believe the only people who you should invite to your wedding are people who you'd be prepared to invite over to your house for dinner. Mm. and if you're not prepared to have dinner with them in your own house then why you invite them to your wedding
1: uh because you are showing off to your family you got married first uh you see i, I don't operate like that you may not, <laughs> you may <laughs> not. others others
0: perhaps might i'm the no, only no, people... i'm the only grandchild out of our family who hasn't been married oh really um so i just I kind of accept that Everyone else has waved the flag that they want to wave. So when I get married, ah, okay. I'm not inviting anyone who I wouldn't have to my
1: house. I think that's a dinner. great attitude to have. I've just seen weddings like with like 200, 300 yeah. people escalating. Like, yeah, and it's it's like I don't think I don't think the bride knows all of these people. I know. I just think that must be horrendous.
0: Like at the wedding the other week, um, there was 104 guests, and it just felt like a really good number because then it meant that the bride and groom could actually try and speak to a lot of the people who were there and I felt as though we got to hang out with her a lot whereas mm, I've been to weddings yeah, before where nice. I'm like oh with the bride and groom there <laughs> like we didn't see them oh. so you then yeah. have to look at the pictures to see what's quite interesting now though is because everybody has got a camera on their phone
1: yeah
0: is how and I don't know whether you've noticed this but some people say thanks for coming to our wedding blah 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 Please don't um, social media any of the pictures today. We would like to see our wedding photos Oof. before the rest of the world do. That's weird. So they don't allow anyone to Insta.
1: They're not at the moments. Uh, they're not Hello celebrities.
0: Hello magazine. I can understand. Do you know what? I can kind of understand it because they might want to. Because also they'll get the photographs the next day, won't they? Or like roughs of them. What? No, okay, no. They, won't. they won't. I'm just making <laughs> oh up. Oh my god! No, no. The photographer needs to sleep and cry and, and oh, eat right. So what's the process? The I stay. D- <laughs> <laughs> Ever be optimist? And um, well, tell me the process because I do find it very interesting when people say I can't believe how expensive a wedding photographer is, and they seem to think that it's just the few hours that they're there. But there's not. There's a huge process oh afterwards, god. isn't there? I mean,
1: anyone that knows me, it's like this is my favorite subject. <laughs> Talk about how everybody their photographers. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, nobody ever pays their photographers enough. Um, it's it's not enough. It's it, firstly, it is a professional, very very difficult skill. Um, it it takes years of getting it to to get good at this. Um, and to get good in a reliable way. So. I can guarantee. Now I really feel that I'll go into a shoot. I guarantee that I will get good shots, whatever the weather, whatever the situation. I I'm. I really rely on that skill. Um, and to get to that stage takes years of just schooling yourself and investing so much money in yourself um, and thousands and upon thousands upon thousands of hours. Um, That's the first thing. You're paying for a professional skill that's very hard to replicate. Um, The second thing is, is, I mean, I wish... I've said this recently that I wish, like, I could trade it all to just be, like, a harmonica player in a travelling band because it's like, I don't know, maybe you get very expensive harmonicas that are, like, gold-plated or some such, but photography equipment is, like, gum-bleedingly expensive. And the relationship that you develop with money is so upsetting because you walk into a store and you'll put down like 1500 pounds on like a lens or two and a half thousand pounds on something else and you're like yep i just need it that's fine you just, you you know you like cry out of your nostrils it's horrendous and so you you come and you come as a unit you come as like a, an entire photography unit it's not just you it's all your Outrageous equipment, all the insurances that I have like a bunch of I have like four or five different types of insurance that I have to just be able to do this job a bunch of professional indemnities and public liabilities and contents insurance, professional contents insurance, all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, then assistance, all this kind of stuff. The planning with a wedding photography with with a, a wedding shoot, it's a terrible terrible idea to just do no work and turn up on the day so instead because you don't know then what's going to happen so a lot of it is like a big build-up time big lead-up time um of planning thinking about it going back and forth with what kinds of stuff they want looking at all these schedules all these lists of various assorted cousins that people may or may not want um uh, and then the day itself takes a lot of planning, whether like car, train, all this kind of stuff. Um, uh, and then it's the whole day, you know, you know it's all the night, it, you're not coming as a guest. So like, if you think about it that way, all your travel time and all your sleeping over time, whether it's like, if if it's in the middle of, you know, um, Cornwall or something, yeah. then that travel time over there and the night before you're sleeping somewhere else as like a favor to someone, you know? You don't have to be there. Um, um, And then the night after, perhaps, you have to stay as well because it's so far away. It's all that that you're kind of compensating someone for, you know. And they have to be, like, on it. They're not not really allowed to drink. They can't eat too much. Um, They can't have fun. (laughs) Like, every, I mean, every lovely, adorable couple that has asked me to take their photos have all said, look, have fun. And it's so nice that they say that. But you can't. It'd be a bit weird if you're like if you didn't know
0: any of the guests and you're sitting there like dancing. Oh my god, like, I did woo! a
1: terrible thing? <laughs> I there was I I want to like I'm just feeling awful even thinking about it. But like I was I was very good friends with the bride and groom and they had organised like a a sort of musical bit at the end. You know after speeches, all the um bride um best man and the Maids of honor and all this kind of stuff. had organised lots of like songs and dancing um, as a kind of little performance. They were all performers, and I came on and I sang um, a song, which then um, the all the other performers joined in on the chorus. And I realised after that, literally apart from the you know the wedding parties and the bride and groom, no one at that wedding knew who I was other than I was a photographer so it looked like it looked like this random photographer who had been like booked via Craigslist or whatever had like oh it's my turn everyone here also I sing very badly Very, very badly by the way but but I'm just gonna get up and sing just because I moved to uh I didn't realize that until afterwards um yeah so you're never again guys I'm so sorry if you're listening so about that
0: if you were if a bride and groom or a groom and groom or a bride and bride were selecting their photographer now yeah what would be the tips that you would give them in terms of helping them pick the right person for them what should what things should they be looking out for
1: oh to pick a photographer mm. i think you ju- i think it's the same with anything you you're starting a relationship the photographer I mean we didn't even we got sidetracked so we mm. didn't even talk about like what happens after the wedding oh yeah because you're like well because I that, guess they why is it so expensive yeah well, they need to understand that don't they yeah. as to why it is you take goodness knows how. And you're so terrified of missing anything so you take as many pictures as possible and you have an assistant the assistant might be on a second camera it's all money it's all money um, a second camera with a different lens taking as many pictures as possible you, you might end up with thousands of frames and depending on the deal that you have with the person you might be delivering hundreds of photos and the thing is about weddings is that I don't care how, many, how much people protest, they don't want to see untouched uh, up images they just don't want to see
0: them and yeah. it's not photoshopped it's just touching up or is it the same thing when people t- like you're not making people slimmer i mean <laughs> oh,
1: okay touching up i think it's important photoshop.
0: that i'm asking the stupid questions okay, yeah, this, yeah, is no, 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 this is what people want to know yeah, at home yeah, yeah, yeah. all right all right
1: okay so um anyway this is again one of my favorite topics is like oh photoshop is evil it's like i don't think nice. it is okay. i would love to be photoshopped okay <laughs> listen this is how i put it so post-production seeks to consolidate what you remember from the photos with what the camera has recorded. And I think that that is, that's everything. The camera will record a terrible zit, or a terrible shadow, which when you think back on it with your memory uh, neurons, how the memory works. You don't remember that. That wasn't part of it. And suddenly, the camera, who is merciless with its ridiculous sensor of too many megapixels, suddenly the sit is like the whole image is about the zit. Now, it, like, suddenly, it's like the main event in the picture. Taking it out is about showing the photo as you remember it, as someone, as we all remembered it. None of us even remember that's it, but somehow the megapixels and the, the crazy sensitive—these cameras are so sensitive; they have such crazy sensors. Um, they will pick up on it, and so getting rid of it is about balancing that out. Again, a little shadow suddenly destroys the whole balance of that beautiful picture of that of that glance between the groom and the bride. And suddenly, there's this weird shadow that you don't even remember was there because you were too busy concentrating on the emotion that you were trying to capture well get rid of it, Get rid. Of, that's not what you're trying to capture, the camera picked that up you don't care about that why not get rid of it you're creating you're, you are showing off the beauty that was there and you're helping to define that, you're helping to immem- immemorialise that um, why 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 you'd remember? <laughs> That's it. Unless it's you know, unless it's like a little thing. You don't want to do too much um, in terms of body shape. Again, like someone can be incredibly uh, sort of. I mean, there are no good or bad shapes. You know, I don't even want to say, but like a an odd fold in a dress mm-hmm. can suddenly look desperately unflattering. And not what the bride intended at all. Maybe the bride has a very beautiful hourglass shape. Uh, maybe she's put on a corset and she, she wanted an hourglass shape. Perhaps maybe that was her intention. Um, but a fold just then, in that moment, happens to sort of fold in a weird way. And so why not go back to the bride's original intention and just cut out, like, one fold? Like, that, why not? That must be an immense amount of work. Yes, Yes, my whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... My life is terrible. I'm so safe, let's let's notes.
0: imagine this. A bride and groom have got married on a Saturday. The photographers turned up at noon, let's say, to take some pictures before the service at two. They then end up staying at the reception till ten. Yeah. They then drive back from the wedding the next day. They're then into the studio Monday morning. How many days are you then working on... Well, it
1: depends on the... It depends very much on the contract. Every single... Every single... Uh, one of these weddings and relationships with the photographer is going to be a bespoke contract, maybe based on standard contracts the photographer has. It depends on what you need. So um, sometimes you can arrange to have a little kind of um, volley of initial shots. Maybe you arrange, let's have like 10 shots, like three or four days after the wedding. Um, and then the rest of the 300 or whatever come maybe two months later. Like, it's a lot of work. And also, it's work that you have to get booked up, you know, months in advance, because it, you, uh, you know, unfortunately, you are not the only client the photographer has, so the photographer has to schedule all that post-production work in and out of other shoots. I think this is what a lot of people don't really understand, is that they think they've ju- when they book someone that they then own their life, and the photographer can't go swimming or can't go to the cinema or can't do an, an, you know can't work elsewhere, you have to understand that that's why there's a long time. The photographer won't then work 24-7 immediately on the shots. They need to pace themselves and they need to schedule it in around the rest of their life. So that's why a long lead-up time is good to be able to allow the photographer to book that time in, that post-production time in, and then to arrange um, all of that with the photographer I, so this comes back to how can you choose a photographer you choose a photographer in the same way you would choose a husband like you choose a photographer based on a relationship that you have and I think that's why friends have asked me because I, I understand them, I know them I I do find it weird I do find it weird to I've, I've only done a couple couple of weddings where I didn't quite know I was sort of one or two removed from the bride and groom just you know like I wasn't their immediate friend I was like and I did find that quite odd and I do find it odd this idea that you would pick someone that you don't know to have at your wedding they say you know what you were saying before you were like well, everybody at your wedding should be someone that you should have for supper, You happy, happy to have for supper. And it's like, yeah, but then this like random photographer arrives and you've never met them before. It's like, well, get to know them like beforehand. Get to know them. Let, let them get to know you and, and feel comfortable enough with them that you would invite them to supper. That's how you choose a photographer because they're going to be at your wedding.
0: I think that's great advice, really great advice, because that person has got to, as you say, capture all those moments. Yeah. And if they don't know who you are, they can't really capture yeah. what you're truly thinking and truly putting out there. So Absolutely. I think,
1: I think it's kind of... Um, also, you want to give them a chance to care about you, because otherwise they'll... Well, they'll
0: work harder if they can. Yeah, they really will. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to leave it. Thank you so much, Edel. I've loved talking to you, and to be honest, I could talk to you for hours more about the post-production
1: experience.
0: <laughs> as I'm fascinated by. This is it.
1: why I don't. I'm not married
0: because <laughs> that's what he's doing. That's all I do. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. So there we have it. I hope you enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed my conversation with Idol, And truthfully, I could have spoken to her a lot longer, time permitting. But one of the things I really enjoyed talking to her about was that aspect of touching up. And kind of really getting a better understanding of that is, I think there probably is quite a misunderstanding of why it is that people do touch up photographs and make them be the best representation of what they are. And let's be realistic, we all do that every day with our Instagram filters and such like. Um, I think also recognising the amount of work that has to go into photographing and then preparing your photographs for your wedding day is immense. So don't roll your nose up, as it were, when you see how much it costs, because it is a skilled profession and an immense amount of time goes into it. But I do think also, you know, as it all said, Find that relationship with a photographer. Find that person who best represents you, who you get on with. Like, that person is going to be with you for a long time. At Claire's wedding the other week, the photographer arrived, I think, about 10 a.m. when we were getting ready. Like, you know, we were literally sitting there in our pyjamas while she was taking photographs of us getting our hair and makeup done. She was there the second that Claire put her dress on. It is quite a, a closed space, and if the person's going to be there for that then for getting to the church then all day at the reception you want to like that person and not be frustrated by them so make sure you pick out the right person to photograph your very very special day and do write a list of what photographs you actually want you know Claire and I did do that before the wedding we sat down and wrote a list of ones that must be taken you don't want to after the occasion think oh crumbs we never actually got a photograph with mum and dad so make sure you do do that uh but As ever, please do subscribe, uh, rate, review the podcast. It makes it easier for other people to find us, allegedly. Do follow us on the social. It's at Wedding Guest Pod. And we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And you can, of course, always email me, sarah at weddingguestextraordinaire.com if there's any topics you would like covered. But do enjoy the sunshine. And until next time, I'm Sarah Southern, your Wedding Guest Extraordinaire.